You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Friday night to you. I'm here with Dave Shepard. I'm here with you, everybody listening all over North America. On your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, on the free Odyssey app, Sirius XM Channel 158, and on smart speakers. All you have to do is get the attention of that computer, that phone, that device. Just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. It's easy sometimes. I'm at my house. I don't. I don't gotta get up. I just. I just call its name. I, you know. I'm not gonna call a name now because I don't need this phone talking to me on air. But anyway, thank you for listening. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Thank you to football expert Emery Hunt for joining us last hour. We talked about the Houston Astros. We talked about Georgia, Tennessee. We talked about the New York City Marathon, of which our producer here, Dave Shepard, is going to go ahead and, and run on Sunday. As we continue on with the show, we're going to get into some NFL action in a few minutes. I want to talk to you about uh, Jalen Hurts and his MVP chances. We're going to take a look at the, the Golden State Warriors. How about this? They just lost again, this time to the Pelicans in Louisiana. But there's an interesting point here. Steph Curry didn't play. Draymond Green didn't play. Klay Thompson didn't play. And the Pelicans end up on top, 114 to 105. We'll talk about the Warriors uh, certainly slumping right now. Uh, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Bad. Speaking of one of the worst teams in the NBA, Oh, those those Brooklyn Nets, they played basketball today. And um, what happened to those Brooklyn Nets against the Washington Wizards? I'll tell you right now, they actually won in a blowout, 128-86. to 86. No Kyrie Irving, still serving his, uh, well, now serving his suspension, which is uh, at minimum five games. And we also learned right before I, I joined and came on air that Nike is the latest I don't want to say company, but it is the latest organization to just say, hey, enough is enough. Nike is severing ties with Kyrie Irving. They will not be releasing his Kyrie Irving 8 shoe. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that later on in the show as well. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Astros trying to win the World Series. Last night, we saw the Eagles. They took care of those Houston Texans with no problem. And I want to talk about Jalen Hurts' MVP, but I want to get this story in here real fast, especially as we we look towards what is the most important game of the college football season so far between Tennessee and Georgia. Two undefeated teams, both at 8-0. We know teams are always going to try to get a leg up on each other. Organizations fans, friends. I'm talking about pranks. And earlier this week with the World Series, there was an entire situation about restaurants in Philadelphia not wanting to serve uh, the Houston Astros or cater them. And then restaurants are getting death threats. It, It just goes too damn 
far. Well, earlier today, I found it pretty hilarious that there was a reporter from Tennessee, the legitimacy of which I do not know. He decided to share a tweet and a message today. It's like a receipt from a restaurant. We know Stetson Bennett. He is the 25-year-old for college, old-ass quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. He just won a national championship. You know, people joke all the time when you win a title at any level, you don't ever have to pay for a meal where you want it. Well, they said that he ate at a fancy restaurant in Athens, Georgia, home of the Bulldogs, and that he had a bill of approximately $176, and that he only tipped 10 And so the waitress allegedly said that he threw a temper tantrum like a two-year-old when the manager told him to pay for the meal. And there's a picture and photo of the receipt. God knows if it's real or not. This is just a matter of uh, Tennessee trying to egg on Georgia as they get ready to, you know, ultimately really decide who might sit at number one in a college football playoff ranking. So just a, a funny little story. We always hear the the instances of of Chad Ochocinco. Hey, Shep, it, this man's last name is it still Ochocinco, or did he change it back to Johnson? That's a good question. I I, I do not know. What I do know is uh, yes. Chad Johnson would have gotten a lot worse coverage had he thrown a tamper tantrum about paying for a, a meal that was certainly in his own right. Jr., let me ask you a quick question. Um, we know that they have not won a national championship dating back to 40 years, obviously prior to 2021. You're talking about the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yes. Do, you, do you take issue with, with a restaurant saying to a starting quarterback, no, you do have to pay like everybody else? Or do you think they should have you know, understood oh, who that man. was? And no, I don't care about that big time and uh, stuff. Got it. This, this to me is just, it could be true, could be a joke. It's likely a joke. Um, no, nah, who cares? I think it'd be a bigger deal and be reported more. And no, no actuality, I don't see a scenario where Stetson Bennett has to pay for a, a meal in Athens. That's just, that's just me. I mean, I'm right down the road. I mean, you can kind of pick and choose what fancy restaurant he would be at, but it ain't, it ain't no big deal. This is just the the normal back and forth banter, you know. Before you know, two rivals get it on. Gotcha. And. Yeah, no, no big deal. Very, very important information I do have to pass along. Um, he did indeed, you're right, JR, go from Johnson to Ocho Cinco and then finally back to uh, the original Johnson. So he is he is by nickname Chad Ocho Cinco, but he is still Johnson. But he, he is, yes, he is still Chad Johnson, correct. Okay. The more you know. Kind of like uh, it's thematic because uh, Kyrie Irving could be heading down the path that uh, Chad Johnson found himself in about 10 years ago. And what well, what did what did Ocho Cinco do? Well, his off the field activities ultimately trumped his on field productivity. Oh. Well, a little different there. He he put his hands on Evelyn Lozada. Yes, but you and I both know if that's Chad Johnson at twenty five, as opposed to with the Dolphins when he was well into his thirties, he would have gotten another opportunity to play in the NFL. Oh yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in the. The Kyrie, it's just two different – I understand what you're saying. Right. Careers might be kind of washed, but just varying uh, scenarios. I'll, I'll say this at the same time. Uh, Chad Johnson, despite everything that has taken place before, after, during uh, his career, uh, he's seemingly one of the guys who's been able to do 
do okay for himself. You see him with a smile on his face. I mean, I brought him up because of this uh, this this story about Stetson Bennett leaving a crap tip. And, I mean, every week there's a, a new story about Chad Johnson just walking out leaving $1,000 tips for, for right, wait- I saw that. waiters. And I feel like it's every week. You I need what? to go. I need to follow him around, man. That's what I need to do. He doesn't get enough credit because we know what the Bengals were in the 80s. I should say late 80s specifically with Boomer Esiason, but they really fell flat. And, it, you know, it was guys like Ocho Cinco and TJ Huchmazada and Carson Palmer, and they resurrected that franchise. And Ocho Cinco you, you was— didn't want to say, You didn't want to say Andy Dalton? <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, <laughs> not, not quite. And, and Jr. I mean, had yes. the Bengals been healthy in that 2005 season, I think they would have gotten past the Steelers, not the other way around. And— Chad Johnson was a great football player, a great oh, yeah, football no, player, and you remember Hall the, of Fame, yeah. Hall of Fame level talent, absolutely. without a shadow of a doubt. And and remember the, um, uh, you know, the, the tragedy of, of of Chris Henry. You know, so he he yeah. dealt with he dealt with his share and then some, and he handled himself like a champ. And I remember he was so poignant and 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 so just uh, discerning in his words, and he and the team rallied around around that tragedy and. And Chad Johnson, to me, didn't get enough credit for his on-field productivity. People just see him as such a personality in today's, you know, media. But he was a great football player. Uh, I don't think people. Uh, I think everybody knows that. I don't think it's lost. I think everybody knows that he's doing things his own way. He's he's not running around on Amazon. He's he's not obviously a, a broadcaster anywhere. He's. Um, He's he's liked. So why does okay? So so why does Julian Edelman get Hall of Fame consideration and no one ever mentions Chad Johnson in the same conversation? Then, oh um, well, Chad Johnson. I told you this man had a unfortunate domestic dispute with someone who was uh, was a very public situation, and he also wasn't on the receiving end of uh, touchdowns from Tom Brady and going to Super Bowls. That's that, that's pretty cut and dry to me. I mean, he was. Three-time first-team All-Pro in an era that featured Randy Moss, T.O., and obviously Marvin Harrison, three of the six greatest receivers in the history of the sport. And Chad Johnson was right there with those guys. Never gets mentioned in the Hall of Fame discussion. Yeah, you 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 just heard what I said, right? I mean, oh no, I got that. I got that. I'm just I'm just saying. I, you yeah, know, no, we yeah. can we can read his accolades forever. I mean, there's a there's a wall there, and I just <laughs> that it ain't no no getting over that wall. That's just yeah. That's just the reality. And Edelman, uh, he ain't, I don't think he needs to go in. I mean, for what? Well, because of his, you know, he aside from Jerry Rice, if you look at productivity. Julian Edelman wider, is a Hall of Famer. Super Bowl MVP. You look at the three Super Bowls, all that he has done and accomplished in the postseason. If we're going to put, if we're going to put guys oh like, um, well, if we're going to put, you know, listen, uh, to, I mean, who's, who's trying to think of recent guys that have got, all I'm saying is, if we're prioritizing winning and Lombardi Trophy, Julian Edelman has to get heavy consideration. No, well, he can he can be well. Listen, if if we want to go by what Deion Sanders said, then yeah, let's throw let's throw Julian Edelman and everybody else in. But Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Famer. He's not. If we're gonna look at nonsense and say, oh well, let's just any let anybody in, then we can put him in there. He's not a quote unquote Hall of Fame talent he wasn't if he gets in I'm just gonna shake my head it, it look we can look at a lot of folks and say that was a, a sham how did this guy get in why did this guy get in Julian Edelman 
not so much. And he knows it. He ain't no damn Hall of Famer. He knows it. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Hall of Fame is a long way uh, for this individual. And I want to talk to you about Jalen Hurts because it's quite apparent. It's quite obvious. And I'm absolutely thrilled about this fact. Last night, was it last night, Shep, or two nights ago? I can't remember. <laughs> Top six list. Two nights? Two nights, yes, sir. Yeah, we talked about the best teams in the NFL. Buffalo Bills, number one, had the Philadelphia Eagles at number two. They beat the Texans 29-17 to in Houston last night, Jalen Hurts' hometown. He walks away with a victory, and he continues to add to his numbers. He continues to start for a team that is eight and oh, for the first time in their history. He's looking good. Eagles are looking good. Offense is killer. Defense is killer. They've been able to trade and add dudes onto the team as well on the line on the opposite of Brandon Graham. Now you got Robert Quinn. A.J. Brown is scoring three touchdowns and a half. And the beautiful thing, this is what I love about Jalen Hurts. Is, is someone who's persevered. And it's not just here in the NFL. It dates back to his time in college. It feels like yesterday that I watched Tua Tonga-Valoa just basically take this guy's job and win a national championship. We saw Hertz move on from Alabama. He goes to Oklahoma. He gets drafted here, 53 overall in the second round. Carson Wentz, he takes the job. Last year, he gets a full opportunity to start, goes to the playoffs. Yes, they lose to the Bucs. And now this year, another step forward, another point of progression. Footwork improved. Accuracy. His first season completed 52% of his passes. Last year, completed 61%. This year, Hertz is completing 68% percent of his passes that's big time 2,000 yards in the air touchdown to interception ratio of 12 to 2 already passed at the halfway mark ready to surpass what he did last year when he he threw for 16 touchdowns and then we know he's a massive threat on the ground as well because the Eagles is out there running that rock He has six touchdowns on the ground, 326 yards. He's big time. The only dude that you could say is above him and probably is in the lead because of the anticipation is Josh Allen. That's it. At this point of the season, it is a two-team race. Do we think that the Eagles are going to go undefeated the whole way through? The answer is no. I would say if you want to bet anything, you stay away from those odds. But Jalen Hurts is killing it right now. And he's a smart man because when he spoke to the media, he's given credit to his teammates, not himself. It's a great team effort for, for us to come out here and battle through these types of wins. You got CD making big-time plays on the back end, getting us momentum, getting us a short field. You got Hargraves having a career day, you know, so while, while, while I've made improvement and while – I put the work in. It's only a reflection of what we've done as a football team. Yeah, team. Ain't nobody out there running and winning by themselves. You got to go out there and do it 
as a team. Lovey Smith, unfortunately, his team sucks. Coaching these 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 Texans, he got a first-person view last night. And Lovey, he's seen a lot of QBs. He's seen a lot of talent. And he's impressed with this young man. I made a statement this past week. I think he's improved more than, maybe more than every player in the NFL. Outstanding player with what, and he, he can throw the ball and what, he's mobile. He's a big guy to, to bring down. Yeah, he's not a, he ain't no small dude. 6'1", 225. This guy's strong and stocky. This guy was strong and stocky when he was back in school. You know how we see it translate. I mean, we talk about the guy who replaced him at Alabama, Tuatonga Valoa. We look at him and go, oh, well, where's the, where's the durability? Neither one of these guys are, are looking way over the offensive line. Jalen Hurts looks like he can take a beating and then continue on. And we've seen him take a beating, and right now, as of this minute, they're undefeated. 8-0, and time off. Nick Sirianni here in his, his second full season has already had this team progress, especially after that ridiculous introductory press conference. First season, playoffs. This season, undefeated. Their goal to the playoffs. What will they do when they actually get there? Nick Sirianni, he's not worried about that far out into the future. But even playing at home last night, Nick Sirianni is just like, no, my guy. Jalen Hurts back at home. I'm not worried about it. He's he's just too chill and too cool. Listen. The one thing I said to him before the game, I said, don't let this be a distraction. You're the last person I worry about with this, but don't let this be a distraction to you. And he had the same look on his face as as if it didn't matter. That's just who he is, and that's how he goes about his business. It was nice that I finally got to meet his family, um, nice people. And it was really nice to be able to meet them and, and put a, uh, a face to the, uh, the conversations that Jalen and I have. He speaks so highly of his family. So, but I know that felt good for him. I know that's something he can enjoy now. But he didn't approach that game any differently than he approached the Pittsburgh game, than he approached the, the Cowboy game. Um, that's, why he's, that's why he's a true professional. The progression is what I love. Obviously playing on Thursday night football. They're not going to play this upcoming Sunday. And the next time they play will be on Monday night. So we won't see the Eagles again until November 14th when they'll go out and host the Washington Commanders. And God knows where the Commanders will be at that point. And I mean, even from the the top of the organization, the owner trickling all the way down. And so Jalen Hurts has a legitimate chance and an opportunity to win MVP this year. And I think it's a beautiful thing, especially based off of where he got his start in college, how he lost his job, how he had to go find another one, how he was not a first-round pick. God bless him. Now he's going to get paid. He's in the MVP conversation. And the only dude who at this point right now I put in front of him would be Josh Allen. That's it. Nobody else. Patrick Mahomes is certainly in the conversation, but he's always there, right? If you got to look at the win-loss record, if you have to look at the team's success, it's Josh Allen, number one team in the league, and then the Eagles, who I consider to be number two. How does Jalen Hurts win the MVP? He doesn't have to go perfect throughout the rest of the season. 
but they have to keep on whooping ass throughout the way. Because the fact is, these MVP races and trophies and awards, there's so many stories that are built behind them. It was highly anticipated that the Buffalo Bills have success this season, which they are doing, and that Josh Allen would, would finally go out there and get his trophy. And so I think ultimately, if the Bills can keep it up, which there should be no reason why they don't, he should beat up on the Jets, actually, uh, on Sunday. That Josh Allen will win MVP. And Hurts, he's going to have to get in line. I think that's just the nature of it. But he's certainly in the conversation. But I got Josh Allen as the lead and the front runner, just based on the expectations for this year. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Jalen Hurts continues to light it up. The Eagles are undefeated. Who is your favorite for the NFL MVP at this point of the season? I'm going to take your calls on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. First of all, one of the most well rounded shows on Sports Talk Radio. You have it. Don't change anything. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Yeah, no intent to change. Just always get better and improve. Thank you to everybody tuning in. 855 212 4CBS. Speaking of improvement, it's something that we have seen from Jalen Hurts just since he stepped foot into the National Football League. This is his second year as a starter. This is his third year in the league. He's a second-round pick. Out of 2020, he was selected number 53 overall. Completion percentage improving. And, and you know what? Outside of his own improvement, you actually do have to give credit, and this might be difficult, their general manager, Howie Roseman. Because there was a lot of crap that was talked, and justifiably so. After the Eagles went to and won that Super Bowl against that Tom Brady guy when he was still in a New England Patriots uniform, there was a lot said as to just the team got too old and they didn't restructure and some of his draft picks, they they didn't work out. Well, you got to give him credit where credit is due. The influx of talent that he's been able to acquire drafting a a Devontae Smith, which was a shock that he was even there for them, even after the injury, Uh, you know, obviously getting a steal in Jalen Hurts and and him working out. They just brought in, well, not just brought in, we know that they, they got Quinn now in the building, but some of these defensive backs that they've been able to pull in, one of the best secondaries in the game. It's, uh, It's pretty awesome what they've been able to do. And outside of that, what I told you before the break is that Jalen Hurts, if he can continue on a ridiculous stretch, he'll win MVP. But I still believe Josh Allen is in front of him. 
when it comes to actually, you know, counting and laying out the votes, MVP races are typically, I don't want to say popularity contests, but every year they're basically like a story. People talk about who the preseason favorite is for for MVP before we get there. Are you going to live up to it? You know, Josh Allen is in the conversation, has been every year. And you want to talk about a, a quarterback who has improved since he's come into the league. He was one of these raw talents that needed to refine his game. And refine his game, he has. And so the Buffalo Bills, despite one loss on their ledger to the Miami Dolphins, the expectation that they had to compete for a Super Bowl, the fact that Josh Allen has still led the charge for that, I believe he is the front runner to win the MVP. And like Josh Allen has had to do over the past several seasons, Hurts, he's going to have to get in line. They'd have to go undefeated, which I don't think they'll do, or they'll just have to annihilate teams without a shadow of a doubt if he wants to get it. What say you? Who is the NFL's MVP at this point of the season? 855-212-4CBS. Let's talk to Avi. He's calling from San Diego. JR, always enjoy your show. First time caller. Thanks for having me. Uh, I live in San Diego, but I've been 22, three years out of Philly and still bleed green. Obviously, in my heart, it's Jalen Hurts. I love – you talked about the story. I love Jalen's story. The fact that he didn't give up on his career after getting fired, essentially, from a college program and going to another one, still not first. His story and what he's done this year is amazing. But let me just get philosophical with you because I know you you can and you will at times on this show. Is it me or the fact that the NFC – it feels like the NFC is just not in the same class as the AFC. When you take the top teams, if you take the Eagles, you take the Cowboys, do they really compare to the Chiefs or the Bills? And do you think that's what's maybe going to give Josh Allen the nod more than Jalen Hurts, who undefeated, yes, and it's not easy to win the NFL. We all get that. But is the NFC, is it me or is the NFC overall seem weaker this year? Well, yes, absolutely the NFC is, is weaker this year. We, we, we've seen a lot of the teams that we expect to, to win. They're losing right now. That, that starts with the Rams and, oh, man, the Rams and the Bucks are going to be playing each other this Sunday. Who would have thought that they would have a losing record? Uh, the 49ers, they're at 500 right now trying to get their act together. Who would have thought the Seahawks would have been 5-3? and three? Uh, Obviously, mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers, they are currently not in the toilet, but a disappointing three and five. And so do, do is that important? Yes, people will look at the level of competition. Uh, but I think this is the part that stands out. There are two things. It's the story around the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, which existed in the preseason. And the Eagles, mm-hmm. whether or not the NFC was stronger, whether or not some of the teams I just mentioned were better, they would still be looked upon as the little engine that could. And so – Hertz would have to play out of his mind. The Eagles will have to abuse teams if he wants to make it clear, hey, not only are we winning, but I'm that guy. I need the award over Josh. I think that's what will have to take place. Well, they can't, JR. They can't do what they did last night. I know a win is a win in the NFL, but that should that game should not have been that close. Yeah, play tied at half. Eagles team, what they've, what they've always been known for throughout the years, and even in the Andy Reid years, this pass-happy philosophy, I mean, you're playing the worst 
rush defense, running defense team in the NFL, and you passed 70% last night, like, these are the things that I think could be Jalen's downfall for MVP because I agree with you. They should have blown Houston out. I mean, they didn't have yeah. Brandon Cooks. They didn't have any. So it might be play calling that's Jalen's downfall and not him. Well, uh, it's, it's, it, it's one game. And I, I, we got to give Nick Sirianni a whole lot of credit. I'll give him credit from the mm-hmm. first time he, he ever opened up his mouth. He didn't, he didn't yeah. sound comfortable <laughs> with what he was doing. But as long as he knows right. how to, to coach on the field, he doesn't need to go out there and give the best press conferences. I think people expect a little bit different. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're talking NFL MVP. Who do you think is is in the lead for it right now? I say Josh Allen. I'd give it to Hurts. I'd then move on into Patrick Mahomes. And Lamar Jackson doesn't even matter what number he's at. He would be higher up on the list if he didn't, you know, blow a couple of games with some turnovers. 855-212-4CBS. Greg is calling from Illinois. Hello? Yes, Greg, you're live. What's up? How are we doing? Um, Yeah, I just want to put my two cents in. I know it's usually a quarterback that wins the NFL MVP every year, but what do you think about Travis Kelsey? Well, not for MVP, right? Well, why not? Why couldn't it be a tight end or a wide receiver? I say they normally do quarterbacks, but if he keeps up with his numbers the way he's doing, I would expect that he could probably be in the talk too. Uh, no, not not at no. all. No, hell okay. no. Well, no, all I'm right. just well, I'm just saying. Have you have okay. you ever heard of a a tight end winning MVP? No, not usually. But yeah. I'd like to see things, you know, put other people in consideration too instead of quarterbacks all the time. But. Yeah, well, we know the the quarter. Well, it's typically the quarterback, or you you get a running back, which is yeah, a little yeah. unusual. Um, the I'd last, say, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, I was going to say the last time we we got a running back to win the MVP award, you got to go back to Adrian Peterson ten True. years ago. Everybody mm-hmm. else has been a QB. Okay. Also, to put my two cents in, I'd say the last four teams. Uh, Left in the NFL, I think it'll be San Francisco against the Eagles in the NFC, in the NFC Championship, and the Bills against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will do what they did last year and beat the uh, Bills in the playoffs. Damn! No, they lost during the regular season, and uh, have a repeat against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, those are those are some of the four best teams, so I'm not going to dispute that. San Francisco, obviously, with a whole lot of room to grow, now adding in Christian McCaffrey, so that would that would not be a shock or a surprise by any stretch. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I can tell you what would be a shock if we saw the Bucks and the Rams back at it, fighting for a chance at the Super Bowl tomorrow, or excuse me, Sunday. It might be the time that they play each other, especially as they both only have three wins. We're going to talk about this Rams-Bucks matchup last year, the playoffs. Right now in November, I might as well just call it the loser bowl. My apologies. I know I just pissed some people off. It doesn't matter to me, though. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm a new listener, but a long time radio personality over the years, and uh, you're just enlightening. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio as we get ready for more NFL football this upcoming Sunday. You know, we, we talked about some of the teams at the top. We talked about some of the good teams, the hot teams. We talked about an undefeated team that played last night, that being the Eagles. And it is crazy to say that this Sunday, the Bucks and the Rams will play against each other. They both only have three wins. People are hurt all over the damn place. Uh, the Rams' offensive line is in shambles. I don't know who any of these guys are. The Bucks are dealing with their own injuries. Uh, Tom Brady is looking miserable at every chance. No run game at all with the line for the Rams. Same thing with the Bucks. These are two of the worst rushing teams in the NFL. I kid you not. This is just what it is. And so the Rams and Bucks are going to play each other on Sunday. And they're still both going to be losers. Like right now, they're losers. There's no way around it. For this season right now, yeah, Tom Brady's a loser. He's playing on a losing team. Loser. The Rams, they just won a Super Bowl. They're currently three and four. They're losers. I mean, at least they can even things out and graduate to being mediocre. And that's not to say that the Bucs can't, you know, figure things out. I'm not throwing Tom Brady away. That would be absolutely ridiculous. I'm not necessarily doing the same thing for the Rams, but it would be a little surprising, very surprising, if we saw these two teams back in the same position that they were in last year in the playoffs, where Tom Brady, once again, he ran out of time. He looked like he was on his way to one of those comebacks. And so we just talked about, you know, MVP, uh, leaders, candidates. I put Josh Allen there at number one. I then slot in. Jalen Hurts at number two, but knowing that Tom Brady and and the Rams and Stafford, that they're not even in the conversation, is just welcome to the NFL. Things can change so fast, so quickly, especially when you have to think about the injuries. And so looking at this matchup, and I called it the loser bowl. I'm not going to go as far to call it the toilet bowl. It's not like this is the, the Lions out here playing football. But you, you get my drift. And so, knowing that this is not going to be the uh, most anticipated of games, Aaron Donald, who just beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. By the way, Brady has never beat these Rams while he's had on this Buccaneers uniform. Uh, Aaron Donald, he talked about stopping this Tom Brady guy. Not let him get comfortable because he could pick you apart if you do that. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's the only thing you can do as a, as a defense, as, as a defensive front when they want to drop back and pass, trying to put pressure on them, trying to get close to them, make them feel uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, this has been an uncomfortable joke, I would say, over the past several months, especially as Tom Brady has had to deal with his, uh, his unfortunate divorce. Two public figures have openly talked about their marriage, difficult to you know, keep things private, but it is what it is. A, a lot of the statements that have been made are just like, well, well, Tom Brady decided to choose getting hit by 
Aaron Donald and staying at home with his family. And the reality is, this upcoming Sunday, am I going to see Aaron Donald ragdoll Tom Brady? I would say probably not. He may not be allowed to even breathe on this guy. But it would make my day if I saw Aaron Donald just push Tom Brady to the ground. I'd love it. It'd make my whole Sunday if it took place. I don't know if we'll see it. I think Tom Brady is smart enough to – hey, Shep, what do they teach you with the fires? Stop, drop, and roll, right? That sounds about right, yes. Yeah, if if Tom Brady sees this man coming, he's going to act like it's a fire. He's going to stop, drop, and roll the hell out the way. But it'd be nice if he hit him. On the other side of the ball, the new head coach of the Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, he knows what the Bucs' biggest problem has been. I just don't know if he's right. Listen. Been third downs on both sides. You know, we're not converting no matter whether it's third and one or third and long, and we're not getting them off the field, whether it's missed tackles or busted assignment or otherwise, we're not getting off the field in the second half. Well, I'd say the biggest issue and problem has been injuries. Offensive line play for both teams. They can dig themselves out. I mean, one team just won the Super Bowl. One team has the greatest QB of all time. They're not, they're not lacking talent. None of them. I wouldn't be shocked if either of them were in the damn playoffs. But for right now, losers. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS. Mike is calling from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. JR, thanks for taking my call. And sure. you hit it, bro. Uh, I call it the boring bowl, BB. Okay. You know, no, it's, it's going to be a fun. It's, it's, it's still probably going to be a, a fun game to watch, but they're losers. Gonna, yeah. I mean, who's going to be the winner and, you know, how far are they going to go? I think I thought, the, I think the playoffs know, are still you, you a were, realistic. You talking about MVP. Well, hold on, yeah. Mike. Hold on. Mike, have you been drinking? No. Okay, good. Look, both teams still have a chance and an opportunity to go to the playoffs. But go ahead. What else did you have to say? Very talented. I want to say my MVP is Derrick Henry in Tennessee because they have to lean on the run game now. Tannehill is gone, and you got this new QB. And I also wanted to ask you about Justin Fields. And what you thought about all these trades, I'm excited for the Bears. That's my team. And I think Chase Claypool brings another level for Justin Fields to evolve as a quarterback. Well, uh, let me me respond to everything that you just said. And thank you, Mike, for calling from Chicago. No, it's going to take me uh, not, not long to do so. Yeah, you have nothing but to rely on but optimism if you're a fan of the Bears. You have to hope that bringing in Claypool and bringing in draft picks, you know, helps you hit the mark at some point over the next several years. It ain't going to be this year. The Chicago Bears are in a complete state of of rebuild, and you got to enjoy it while you can. And all you can do is hope for the best that they can build around Justin Fields and that he can improve individually so y'all aren't looking for another quarterback. I don't know. Two years from now, let's, that's a possibility. Let's hope it, it doesn't come to fruition. When it comes down to Derrick Henry, yes, they've had to rely on this man since he finally started living up to his potential years ago. 
if you want to talk about MVP, his closest chance to get that would have been a couple of seasons ago when he rushed for 2,000 yards. He's Yeah, sure, he is the team. He's been the Tennessee Titans since he stepped up. I don't know what Eddie George told him, but he told him something, and it elevated his game to a Hall of Fame level. Is he the guy? Yeah. Is he the team's MVP? Sure, every year. No MVP for him this season. Uh, he's not getting the same amount of touches as Chubb. He's not even leading the world in yards. If he got the rock, he could. Maybe he'll jump over them, you know, as the season goes on. Shep, did I answer all his questions? I think I did, right? I, I think he did, yes. Yeah, I feel like every second there was a new one. Uh, yeah, there might have been about 10, and his team is apparently Chicago. Shocker, he's from Chicago. Yeah, who would have thought it, right? Thomas is calling from Cali. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Thomas, quickly. Hey, uh, JR, I love the show, man. Uh, the 49ers this time last year were like 3-5. and five. And as you know, they played for the uh, NFC Championship. So, you know, don't count the Niners out. You called them garbage last year around this time. And uh, like I said, you know, their injuries hurt us. No doubt, Thomas. I don't know what happened to Thomas. Sound like he was real busy. Yeah, at that point, they were garbage. I can only call it how I see it. If I say a team is garbage in November, then they're garbage. And if they're playing Super Bowl caliber come January, February, that's that's different. That's why we got a long season. Ain't no blanket statements out here. I can tell you this right now, this minute, the Bucks playing like trash. Rams playing like trash. That doesn't mean it's going to be the case for the whole season. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I want to get some more of your calls. And speaking of playing like trash, the Lakers are playing. But then the Warriors are playing like trash, too. What's going on?